Hi, thanks for joining us. This is Astronomy Daily. I'm your host, Andrew Dunkley, and it's good to be with you. Coming up on today's show, we've got uh, plenty to talk about. Uh, The warming of our planet is one of them. Uh, Many doomsdayers suggesting we're on the threshold. The threshold of what? I'll tell you later. Uh, and they have confirmed Martian, uh, the Martian core exists. Uh, and we'll uh, look at uh, Artemis 1 and see where that's up to as well, all coming up on this edition of Astronomy Daily. Astronomy Daily, the podcast, with your host, Andrew Dunkley. And we also welcome our AI reporter, Hallie. G'day, Hallie. Hi, Andrew. How's the head? I can't hide anything from you. I really shouldn't mention these things on the radio. Um, struggling. I I have been getting regular headaches two or three times a day uh, ever since I got my latest bout of COVID. That seems to be the after effect this time. The first time I had COVID, it was just a relentless cough that lasted two months. So I'm hoping the headaches don't last that long. Well, I hope it improves soon. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's get uh, a rundown of the news. NASA will continue a lunar smallsat mission for launch in mid-2023 despite exceeding its cost cap by 30%. NASA yesterday that the agency decided after a review to continue work on the Lunar Trailblazer mission, a small spacecraft that will orbit the moon to map the abundance of water ice deposits. The spacecraft will launch in the middle of 2023 as a secondary payload on the Falcon 9 launch of the IM-2 lunar lander by Intuitive Machines. NASA announced in August that the mission would undergo a continuation termination review because of overruns by the spacecraft subcontractor, Lockheed Martin. NASA says the mission has a revised overall cost estimate of $72 million. The mission is one of three NASA selected in 2019 for its small innovative missions, for Planetary Exploration Simplex Program, along with the Janus Asteroid Mission and Escape and Plasma Acceleration and Dynamics Explorer's Escapade Mars Mission. Each mission was supposed to fit within a $55 million cost cap. Lunar Trailblazer, with its new $72 million cost, is now more than 30% over that cap. The Atlas rocket family, a staple of the U.S. launch industry since June 11, 1957, ended its West Coast operations on November 10 with the launch of an Atlas V rocket with the JPSS-2 weather satellite. JPSS-2 is part of the Joint Polar Satellite System, the most recent generation of U.S. polar orbiting, non-geosynchronous, environmental satellites for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. This is the last mission launch for the Atlas rocket family, which for decades was a cornerstone of the U.S. launch market. It will be replaced by the next-generation launch vehicle, Vulcan. A new satellite image shows that the world's largest iceberg, A-76A, has entered the Drake Passage, a waterway that contains a fast-moving ocean current that will send the mighty berg on a one-way trip to a watery grave. After slowly drifting around Antarctica for more than a year and barely melting, the world's largest iceberg could soon be set on an accelerated course toward its eventual demise. The gargantuan ice slab, known as A-76A, is around 84 miles, 135 kilometers long and 16 miles, 26 kilometers wide. It is the largest fragment of the world's previous biggest iceberg, the Rhode Island size A-76, which broke off from the western side of Antarctica's Ron Ice Shelf in May 2021 and later fractured into three chunks. 
This large chuck is unlikely to remain intact much longer because the Drake Passage is renowned for sending icebergs on a one-way trip to their demise. The main reason for this is the Antarctic Circumpolar Current. It's the only current that flows entirely around the globe, and it contains more water than any other current on Earth. It is currently unclear how long A-76A will remain in the Drake Passage, where it will end up, and how long it will survive once turbulent currents fling the ice mass northwards. Are there any big ships due for their maiden voyages in the near future I wonder? One of the largest pieces of NASA's fallen space shuttle Challenger has been discovered on the ocean floor by a TV documentary team searching for a downed World War II aircraft. The artifact, which today remains where it was found by the crew filming the History Channel's new series, The Bermuda Triangle, into cursed waters, was positively identified by NASA based upon the item's modern construction and presence of 8-inch square thermal protection heat shield tiles. The segment of Challenger was found in waters off Florida's space coast, well northwest of the area popularly known as the Bermuda Triangle. And that's the news, Andrew. Thank you, Hallie, and we'll catch up with you at the end of today's show. Well, we've talked about global warming many times on Space Nuts, and it's always in the news. And uh, it's generally thought that the planet is warming up and something needs to be done about it. Well, it's uh, been confirmed and it should come as no surprise, the world is definitely going to warm, but the scary part is it's going to warm beyond the 2.7 degree Fahrenheit or 1.5 degrees Celsius threshold that was set out by the climate science community in order to avoid the worst consequences of climate change. But they do say the planet can cool back down if countries take speedy action to decarbonise their economies, according to a new study. Now, the goal of reducing the ongoing global temperature uh, rise to below 1.5 degrees Celsius was agreed upon at the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Paris about seven years ago. Uh, Every tenth of a degree above that limit will bring unpredictable consequences, increasing the severity of extreme weather events and climate fluctuations, according to the researchers. And I think we're already seeing it. Unprecedented massive tornadoes, record-breaking hurricanes, cyclones and typhoons, uh, you name it. We are seeing it already. As things stand... The study says there's no way of preventing the feared climate change threshold from being reached now, uh, which is based on the analysis of 27 possible emission reductions scenarios. But they went on to say all is not lost. Decisive action could bring the temperature back down to a reasonable limit. Uh, And they're urging the global community to do all they can to reduce the period of time the planet spends in the, uh, the temperature hot zone. Um, that's all good and well, and I think uh, at this stage, uh, statements like that are preaching the, to the converted. Those that do not want to hear it will ignore it and keep uh, munching away on coal and uh, all those other carbon-emitting uh, fuels uh, to perhaps the uh, the demise of, uh, of the planet for the foreseeable future. Uh, They went on to say it could take years or even decades to bring temperatures back down. The analysis suggests, uh, and every year the planet remains too warm, will bring environmental destruction, 
including the loss of land due to sea level rises, devastating droughts and severe flooding. So uh, delaying action for too long may lead to irreversible consequences. Now, Mars, my favourite place in the entire solar system, uh, has been the subject of an analysis that has proven that it has a core. Now, that's not new news. I know I said at the beginning, hey, Mars has got a core. We know that. We've talked about that before. But it was found using a new method to scan the deep interior of planets in our solar system to confirm whether or not they have a core at the heart of their existence. And that's been uh, done through seismologists from the Australian National University. Uh, And uh, this system functions in a similar way to an ultrasound scan using sound waves to generate images of a patient's body. Uh, You just do this on a planet-wide scale. Uh, The research has been published in Nature Astronomy. Using the ANU model to scan the entire interior of Mars, the researchers confirmed the red planet has a large core at its centre, a theory first uh, confirmed by the scientists in 2021. Uh, Study co-author Professor Horv Thalik from ANU said uh, that based on the data collected from the ANU technique, the researchers determined that the Martian core which is smaller than Earth's, is about 3,620 kilometres or 2,250 miles in diameter. But it was a good test because now they'll be able to use the same technology on other planets and moons in our solar system. And basically, if you can find a core, you might understand what makes these objects tick. The Astronomy Daily Podcast. Uh, Now, to the uh, trials and tribulations of NASA's Artemis project. NASA has decided to reschedule its Artemis 1 mission uh, launch to November 16th, depending on whether or not they can uh, reach a position where the conditions are safe. Uh, The space agency is monitoring yet another tropical storm, Nicole, uh, which is approaching the east coast of Florida. Now, adjusting the target launch date, uh, they say, will allow the workforce to tend to the needs of their families and homes and provide sufficient logistical time to get back into launch status following the storm. Nicole has also delayed the SpaceX Galaxy satellite launch, pushing it back at least four days for a launch no earlier than November 12. The Artemis 1 delay is the latest in a long series of uh, launch dates that have been scrubbed for that one mission. They just have had no luck whatsoever. Initially technical problems, then a tropical uh, a tropical hurricane or a hurricane, uh, and, and now uh, it looks like another storm delay. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, they'll get there eventually, but, gee, it must be frustrating. They must be going nuts. And finally, um, exoplanets. Now, at the moment, uh, we know how many there are, and how many need to be investigated. That Well, we don't know how many there are as a whole in the universe, but we have confirmed that there are 5,197 exoplanets that have been discovered with another uh, 8,992 candidates awaiting converse, uh, confer, uh, confirmation. Um, of those 5,197 confirmed exoplanets, they are in 3,888 planetary systems. Now, the majority have been particularly massive planets, ranging from Jupiter and Neptune-sized gas giants, uh, which have a a radius of two and a half times that of Earth. 
Um, another statistically significant uh, population has been rocky planets that measure 1.5 times the diameter of Earth. Um, they call them super-Earths. I hate that terminology. Uh, this presents a, a mystery to astronomers, uh, especially where exoplanets discovered uh, by the vulner- uh, by the Kepler Space Telescope are concerned. Of the more than 2,600 planets Kepler discovered, there's an apparent rarity of exoplanets with a radius of about 1.8 times that of Earth, which seems a little bit strange. And they're referring to this as a radius valley. A second mystery, known as peas in a pod, refers to neighbouring planets of similar size found in hundreds of planetary systems with harmonious orbits. In a study led by the Cycles of Life Essential Volatile Elements in Rocky Planets project, which spells clever, haha, at Rice University, an international team of astrophysicists provide a model that accounts for the interplay of forces acting on newborn planets that could explain those two mysteries. The research was led by Andre Isdoro, a Welsh uh, postdoctoral fellow at Rice NASA, uh, Rice's NASA uh, funded Clever Planets project. And uh, yeah, so they, they think there might be anomal- uh, an anomaly and their model, uh, uh, protoplanetary disks of gas and dust, uh, also interact with migrating planets, pulling them closer to their parent stars and locking them into a resident orbital chain. And within a few million years, the protoplanetary disks disappear, breaking the chain and causing orbital instabilities that cause two or more planets to collide. And while planetary migration models have been used to study planetary systems that retained orbital resonances, these findings represent a first for astronomers and explains the gaps in the size of certain exoplanets. It's a really interesting read if you want to uh, go to universetoday.com and, uh, and, and read more deeply into it. Well, you can, you can actually find that story, of course, through uh, Astronomy Daily on the spacenuts.io website. Just click on Astronomy Daily when you visit our website. Uh, that's where we're just about um, finished. So don't forget to uh, leave your reviews through your favourite podcasting platform of Astronomy Daily and Space Nuts and don't forget to visit uh, the Space Nuts shop while you're there and uh, chase up uh, your fellow space nutty people uh, on social media, Space Nuts, uh, the uh, Facebook page, as well as the Space Nuts podcast group, which is a user-generated Facebook page. Uh, And uh, that finishes it up for another week. Hallie, anything before you uh, leave us today to go off wherever you're going to go for the weekend? I just want to wish you good luck in the club championships at Dubbo Golf Club this weekend. Hope you can get your hands on the trophy. Oh, thanks, Hallie. Uh, Look, I'm not overly confident. Uh, It's only the first two rounds this weekend and then we play the final two rounds next weekend, 72-hole tournament. But uh, I'm feeling incredibly fatigued after the the travels and the tribulations of COVID over the last uh, couple of weeks, so uh, I'm not even sure I'll make it to the finish line. But I'll give it my best shot, Hallie. Thank you. Uh, Maybe you can sneak into some of um, the... uh, the smartphones and rangefinders that the other players have gotten and mess with their mess with their distances. Hmm? Oh, Andrew, I'm disappointed that you even thought of that. Yeah, me too. Bye, Hallie. Have a good weekend. Bye. And we're done for another week. Thanks for listening to Astronomy Daily. Looking forward to your company again next time. Astronomy Daily, the podcast.
with your host, Andrew Dunkley.